From New York University Stern Campus, this is Stern Chats, the podcast that tells the hidden stories between the lines of someone's resume. In the interest of serving the Stern community, building relationships, and unlocking important life lessons, we present these stories to a wider audience. Hello, and welcome to the Meet the Hosts episode of Stern Chats. I am Daniel Yellen. I'm Maham Jamal. And I'm Lauren Marinero. And we are three of the six hosts that you will be hearing from over the next year on Stern Chats. And uh, you'll hear from the other three in the second half of this episode. But we really just wanted to take this time just to uh, let you get to know us a little bit better and put some, uh, some names to the voices that you're going to be hearing. So, Maham, Lauren, how are, you, how are you doing today? Good. Energized. Excited. Very excited to be doing this podcast. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. This is like a, a respite from my very quarantined life of macrame plant holders and candle making. So, <laughs> right, exactly. I, I would love to see some macrame. It needs to be brought back a little bit more. And we we have to mention Lauren's hair, which is beautifully purple, uh, and add some joy to this podcast episode. Unfortunately, we can't see it though. Another quarantine project. I have to admit. <laughs> And we have, we have all done, um, I guess, projects with our own hair during, during quarantine that we might have not attempted otherwise. Yeah, it was daring yeah. and bold. Thank you for saying that, Daniel. <laughs> I think it looks great. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It looks amazing. Um, and this is, I guess we can plug our, uh, our social media here if you, if you want to see it afterwards. We'll make sure we take a, we take a group picture and, <laughs> and post it. At Stern Chats. Um, <laughs> At Stern Chats. Yeah, it was a um, definitely a, a. At first, it was pink because I had a couple beers on a Friday night and decided to just turn my hair pink. And then the pink was too orange. So then I was like, you know what? NYU Pride, go violets. We're going purple. And here we are today. So I, I want to kick off this episode with the most MBA of questions. I think it's the question that all of the MBA ones are going to be asking each other for the next few months. But I was hoping you could both share what you did before Stern. Maham, let's start with you. Yeah, no, I, this question, I always, yeah, I always try to say it in a way that's not so repetitive. But um, I, prior to Stern, wrote, directed, and produced a feature film called A Good Dream. And it's out on Amazon, iTunes, and any transactional video on demand platform. So, so just, just for everyone listening, you're never going to get a cooler answer. Yeah. <laughs> about what you did before business school than what Maham just said. No, there's some there's <laughs> So some I'm regretting letting her go so first. So prepare now. to be underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren? Sure. Um, I will also try not to sound too rehearsed, but you can't help it when this has been your, you know, 30 or 60 second pitch for an entire year. So I, I started my career in medical devices with Boston Scientific out in New York City. Um, doing product launch and clinical trial management for pacemakers and defibrillators. And from there, I wanted to move into a faster-paced environment. So I moved to uh, San Francisco, joined a startup as their director of smart cities, and built a program to connect Internet of Things startups with enterprise partners and city governments to pilot new smart cities tech. Um, from there, I wanted to kind of see, you know, how does this scale back into an enterprise world? So I joined Verizon's 5G team. Uh, to consult our Fortune 500 partners on digital transformation. And uh, 
there I, I, I rediscovered my passion for the healthcare space, working with some of our healthcare partners and uh, recognized a huge gap um, in digital adoption compared to other industries. So that inspired me to come back to NYU um, to get some of my business core fundamentals, you know, go business school and then move into strategy for digital healthcare. That's awesome. Very I remember impressive. when I first when I first heard your your pitch, I was just so blown away. It was at the uh, the trip to the Hamptons that you planned almost exactly a year ago today oh, to when tears. we were recording it. And yeah, no, just yeah, it was such a cool such a cool background um, and so different than than my own. So really really awesome. So yeah, I I can mine's. A pr- pretty short journey. Um, after graduating college, I was a Venture for America fellow for two years. I worked at a furniture design and manufacturing startup in Rhode Island. I did marketing and sales for them. Um, at the end of that fellowship, I moved down to New York City and worked in marketing communications for the two years before Stern. And that's that brings me to where I am today. Uh, you know, s- standing in my closet in my New York City apartment recording a podcast for you all. <laughs> can, can we um, rewind a little bit too? Because, well, first of all, I have a huge respect for furniture design now that I'm sitting at a makeshift office in my kitchen every day and quarantine. But uh, like what, like given we have this background, we're all coming to NYU, what are your guys' like hopes and dreams? Like we got a, a dual degree with Maham, we have Daniel and his podcast career, the future Michael Barbara. <laughs> I was going to say, Daniel, if you're not going to make a podcast in the future, then, you know, that's a real loss of talent. Like, I, I definitely see for you a future as a podcaster in some capacity. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, can, I can say what my plans, what my hopes and dreams are, because... Um, I guess it takes a little bit of thought for taking two years out of your career to go pursue an MBA. You have to have some idea about what you want to do afterwards. Um, so for, for me, um, I realized doing marketing communications that I really liked doing lots of different things. I realized that I liked bouncing from from project to project, learning about a lot of different industries. Um, whenever anyone tells you that, it means they're interested in consulting. <laughs> and so, <laughs> at least in the MBA context. And so that's... That's uh, that's what I'll be doing after graduating. I'll be I'll be joining a management consulting firm. Um, actually moving to Atlanta, which is where I'm originally from, uh, doing that. And and yeah, I mean for for me, that's that's the that's the goal from now. I I love it enough that I can see doing it as a career. But everyone reassesses after 24 months in that job. So so we'll see. The beauty, Lauren. How about you? I was just gonna say yeah. That's the beauty of consulting is. Uh it's really your MBA three and four year, you know, <laughs> continue to cut your teeth and get those totally. business skills. Um, I'm the same. I kind of, I, you know, I mentioned I really want to drive impact in the healthcare space, but I only really know about medical devices. So um, I'm also moving into consulting uh, on a, a digital team to, you know, get experience in a combination of payer, provider, pharmaceutical, you know, tech, the whole gambit, um, and then understand where I can really drive impact um, before either sticking with consulting or moving an industry. Again, if, if anything is true, I think MBAs kind of open up more opportunities and more questions for your career, <laughs> which can be a good thing. 
It's the broadest graduate degree you can do because you can sort of go into anything. And then I feel like consulting is just the extension of that where you get to learn about everything. Um, so it's the best way to kind of wrap your hands around every sort of interest you have professionally. Yeah. It's yeah. also a really good we're way all, to delay the decision, you know? <laughs> exactly. We're all planners, but we all like leaving all the doors open right. all the time. exactly right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just pop in. So I, um, yeah, you know, I've had to sort of really think about this because I am in this dual degree program and, you know, I keep going back and forth between my more Tish ambitions and hopes and dreams and then my sort of like stern ambitions and hopes and dreams. And, you know, a large part of the reason I came to do the MBA was to sort of develop those more analytical, you know, business financial skills. And, you know, I did sort of consider do I want to do consulting in entertainment or media but like where I've kind of landed after the summer has been to sort of end so I have two more years but basically spend the next two years developing a new feature um, even if it's not something I write just something that someone else writes and work on the production pre-production and like the fundraising and then hopefully by the time I graduate I'll have a project that we can go into production with and so that's sort of what my hope is. And I'm going to sort of build towards that the next two years. That's so incredible. I still remember talking to you, Maham. I think, um, first of all, we were all at the Hamptons together, right? That's where we all met. Oh, yeah. And we were like, yep. literally like waist deep in a pool with a cocktail in one hand. And you're like, yeah, I, <laughs> this is what I'm thinking about the MBA. And we like had like a 30 minute conversation around like, continue in production, start your own company. Like, uh, yeah, to yeah. your point, the world's yeah. kind of our oyster with this degree. So, so, so speaking of, of when we all had the chance to meet each other, um, let's, let's do a little bit of reminiscing. So what are your favorite stern memories so far? No, knowing that we're, that Lauren, you and I are, are halfway and Maham, you have another two years to go, but looking back on the past year, what, what makes you smile? Um, can I add a twist to this question? Because, um, I mean, first of all, it's impossible. Of There's so many incredible stern memories. But I also thought it'd be kind of fun to throw out there, if people feel like sharing, maybe your most embarrassing or worst stern memory. Because, you know, mm. fall recruiting was real. Oof. That was horrible. So if you have one. Yeah, I have both. I mean, okay, so I'll share my favorite one. This summer, I was I was doing an internship um, at a entertainment consulting firm. and. I just found that I was having a lot of difficulty in presenting material. Like I would just get so nervous or anxious. And I told some of my stern friends that I was having this issue. So they organized a weekly news recap call um, just to sort of help me practice. So every Friday we would do a news, we would share a news piece and we would practice our presentation and public speaking skills. And just to see like my friends sort of come together to do this thing to help me with something that I was feeling, you know, insecure or just not good about was like by far my favorite, just warmed my heart um, to see my my community do that for me. And that's very stern, I think, in general. That is seriously the most stern thing I've ever heard. And it warms my heart too. Yeah. <laughs> really sweet. And I do have an embarrassing, I guess, well, I don't know if it's like the worst thing. I mean, I'm sure there are so many I could pick from, but I would say that one of the ones that I remember um, that like I just cringe about, like I should have known better, was I did a, I had a 
um, like a coffee chat over the phone, just like a phone call. And it was with um, this, you know, a producer and I wanted, you know, I like thought that maybe I could work with them in the summer and I just didn't know how to navigate it. And I sort of ended the conversation with something along the lines of like, well, you know, it'd be, I would love to be considered for an internship or something. And it just like, it's a small thing, but it's such poor form. Like you never want to like mm. ask for something like that outright. Um, so, you know, you live and learn, you live and learn. Oh yeah. Plenty yeah. of those. I think in general, just looking for jobs, looking for internships is just an opportunity for embarrassing, <laughs> like upsetting stories. Yeah. Um, that's what my, that's definitely what mine is. So I'll, I'll go with like, just like a generally like bummer of a story. So w- when you're recruiting, you, you look for all sorts of jobs, right? Like even if you want to do banking, if you look at other sorts of things, if you want to do consulting, you look at other sorts of things. So I was looking at rotational programs and one of the big banks has one we just learn about a lot of different aspects of the business and i went to what i thought was going to be an information session at their office in midtown um for that for that role and it was pouring rain outside and for these you have to wear full suit nice shoes um by the time i got there i was absolutely soaking wet I uh, got upstairs and realized that it was just for investment bankers. Oh no! And if there's anything that you know that we that you'll learn about uh, investment banking recruiting, it's that when you're at an event, you're not allowed to eat the food, or you're not supposed to eat the food, and you're not supposed to drink the drinks. Now, I wasn't there for the investment banking event, and there was a lot of food and a lot of drinks not being touched by people, so I just stood there i'm like i'm never gonna see these people again <laughs> and just like sopping wet just like ate all of the cheese that they had <laughs> on, on the table stayed Stick there for like the 45 man. minutes enough that it was enough yeah. that it was you know i was being <laughs> respectable and you know tried to stay out of the way and make sure that i was still representing stern in the best way that i could and then got the heck out of there i was gonna say if anything yeah, you made your fellow journeys look really great because it's like whoa we're not that guy <laughs> by comparison <laughs> yeah just basically hit in the hit in the corner for most of the most of the event the fact that you stayed speaks to something you know at least you've got the um you know balls to do that resilience yeah <laughs> i love it mm-hmm. um so we'll, i'll do mine quick um f- favorite stern memory i think it like I have a billion. Um, meeting all y'all at the Hamptons was huge because it continued to solidify just uh, why I came to Stern. Just meeting all these incredible people, hitting it off right away, and then getting that like rush of excitement when you realize this is just the beginning, right? And these are going to be my friends. Oh my god! Another favorite was um, related to recruitment. Uh, my uh, co-president for the Stern Healthcare Association joined. That's a plug. Um, uh, Lexi and I would case together and we would meet on like Sunday mornings at Le Pen Quotidien and get like the giant pots of coffee and a huge croissant and like split a waffle. And it was just, again, this totally stressful, horrible time, but we made it wonderful by surrounding it with brunch. And the most embarrassing memory uh, was during Stern Follies this year, which you can also find on YouTube. It was uh, the little Stern maid, and I played Jetsam, which is one of the eels, uh, like Ursula's hench men slash women, hench persons, hench eels. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I showed up for the first recording because we were doing this all virtually, and I 
I assumed that we would need to be in full costume and makeup for this Follies event. So I had painted my face like an eel. It was fully green. There was glitter. I like carefully put like scales on my face. It was quite the production. And I show up and I'm the only person with makeup, costume, anything. But because that was the first recording for every other recording, and there were like 10 beyond that, I had to continue to put on a full face of makeup while nobody else wore any. <laughs> so. Okay, well, Lauren is underselling herself because if you didn't catch the Stern Folly show last year, it was like so well done and it was just such a light in the middle of COVID darkness and Lauren was fantastic. So you, it is worth watching if you haven't seen it. Thank you. She has a commitment to her, uh, to her craft <laughs> that we all appreciate. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a nice way of putting it. I appreciate it. So before we hand it over to the... Uh, to the other three let's just do one quick fun last question so it's uh you're in washington square park it's 2 p.m there's a bunch of people around would you rather sing in front of that group of people or dance in front of that group of people oh daniel Daniel, i would definitely it's got to be singing you know and and you know i think it's because if you're a bad singer people will excuse you for it you know they'll just be like oh okay they're just having fun like not serious but if you're a bad dancer it just it's like a i think people you have this like physically averse cringing reaction to it and you know to to save everyone else from that i would i would just sing badly but just sing I was going to okay. say dancing for me, but I'm going to retract that statement <laughs> because of the physical aversion <laughs> that other people would suffer. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to, you're, you're helping them really, you know. That's true. But yeah. uh, my voice is like, would also cause like a guttural, like, you know, reaction <laughs> in a negative way. Uh, can I whistle? I'm a good whistler. Sure. Yeah. You can take take my question, run with it in any direction you want. Um, I'd, I'd say singing too. Probably not surprising to get three singings out of three people who have chosen to lend their voices right. to an entirely audio medium. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, if I had to sing in Washington Square Park, um, I'd, need some, uh, I'd need some friends there supporting me. We'd be there. <laughs> so. Daniel, we, we will be YouTubing a video of you singing because I believe that there might be something out there and the world needs to see it. We need to hear it. I won't confirm. Normal, I deny. Well, awesome. Lauren, Maham, uh, this is a lot of fun. And I can't wait for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better uh, over the next year. And uh, I think we're going to have some great conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. This is great. I'm really excited. I'm excited to continue to see you in your closet, Daniel. Um, Maham <laughs> with all of your pictures in the background. You guys can't see this, but I'll oh, describe it to you. It's temporary. I'm going to be back in New York. You won't see this, but oh, there are other man. pictures. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, let's, uh, let's hand it over to the other three. Ciao. Hi, I'm Tiffany Lynn. And hi, I'm Melanie Gonzalez. And I'm Kathleen Dillon. And kicking off from Lauren, Daniel, and Maham, we are the other three hosts of this year's Stern Chats. Really excited to be here. Melanie, Kathleen, how's it going? It's good. I'm just good. Got to my apartment. Oh, that's amazing. How was how was moving during the pandemic? 
So I didn't move, but I was in Miami for most of the pandemic and then finally came back to New York City. My roommate did move out though, so that's a plus. <laughs> More space for me, I guess. <laughs> that's amazing. Kathleen, are you also in New York City? I am. I'm in Brooklyn. Um, so I went home for about six weeks upstate New York um, in May and June, but have been back in the city ever since. And honestly, I don't know how you guys feel. Like, I feel like with the outdoor eating spaces, um, going to the parks, it honestly has been manageable. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was a little worried coming back. So I was in Utah for, I think, two months before I came back to the city. And I was a little worried, what would the second year look like for us? And how would we keep our friendships? How would we get to know the MBA ones? Um, but I did some park hangouts. Um, I'm at the beach right now. And it's it's fine, like definitely thinking about being safe and what that looks like. But you can still see people, which is amazing. Definitely. Totally agree. Maybe just with masks instead of exactly <laughs> and virtually. Yes, yeah, that too. Um, I actually think the the Zoom kind of half semester last year really set us up for figuring out how to record over uh, Zoom or Squadcast as well. Yeah, I agree. And just in general, of course, um, we would all rather be in classes seeing each other in person, but especially from the podcast standpoint, it does offer some unique opportunities for um, recording episodes with people that aren't necessarily physically located in New York City. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll get some West Coast people on this. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe even out of the US. That, I, that's true. I mean, one of the big things when I was looking at Stern was they have such a huge international presence. They have international campuses and alumni everywhere. Um, but it's hard to ask somebody to fly, you know, 18 hours just to come to a basement. A basement we might never see. I've I'm kind of disappointed. I haven't either. I was looking forward to it, but it doesn't seem like it's in the cars anytime soon, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> maybe spring. Yep. True, true. Or maybe if they ask us to come back sometime, the next, whoever is the host uh, next year. Maybe, we'll maybe they'll lucky. interview us. Exactly. <laughs> maybe, if we're good, we'll see. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, I think it'd be really fun to kind of hear, because I don't know if I know for both of you too, kind of what did you do before Stern? Um, I, can, I can talk about mine after, but I'd love to hear like what drove you to New York and Stern, but what was your life beforehand? Well, I've now been in New York for almost 10 years. I think I'm going on eight. But oh, wow. I did my undergrad at NYU. I double majored in dance and economics. And then I did the least artsy thing, which was go into finance and do uh, international private banking at Merrill Lynch. Um, and then I just didn't like it. <laughs> um, I feel like that's, you know, one of the main reasons people go back to school just to kind of try something different. Um, ironically, I did intern back at Bank of America in investment banking, but I really loved my summer and I signed my offer to return. So congrats. congrats. Thanks. That's amazing. So excited. How about you, Kathleen? Um, yeah, so I was in the military for six years after graduating from undergrad. So I spent six years in the Coast Guard, 
um, mainly worked on natural disaster responses. So floods, hurricanes, things like that, and really enjoyed it, but was just ready for something new when my contract ended. So after that, I spent two years um, working for the New York Mets in their education department. So I worked with the team's uh, Latin American players when they came to play in the United States for the first time, helping them with English as a second language classes, um, finding apartments, um, everything that they would need to get their their new life started in the US and really enjoyed that, but kind of started to realize that I was missing like a business skill set or toolkit. I just had no idea what was going on in the business world. So figured it would be a good move to come um, to Stern and, and start my MBA. And Tiffany, what about you? That's amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm originally from Canada. And so I did my undergrad in Waterloo, Ontario, if anyone is out there listening from Waterloo, shout out. Um, but after undergrad, I did an undergrad that was focused on kind of like liberal arts, but also arts and sciences. It was called knowledge integration, um, and really got into tech policy and internet policy while I was doing it had the opportunity afterward to go into the Berkman Klein Center for Internet and Society um, out of Harvard University and do a lot of internet policy work there, policy research and management. Um, really enjoyed it, really loved the like small uh, community atmosphere and also getting to work on these issues, but kind of similarly realized I didn't have any business acumen. I knew nothing about finance, um, nothing about economics. And it's such an important part about kind of the policy world and internet policy, especially. Um, and also I, I, I loved writing, but I didn't know if that's something I wanted to do forever and wanted to see what else was out there. And so felt like the pivot into the business world would be a really great way to do that. Um, figured out that I wanted to be in New York. I love big cities. I've always grown up in different cities moving around and uh, Cambridge is fine. It's like, it's really cute, uh, but small for me. And even Boston's a little small. And so knew I wanted to be in New York and apply to Stern, um, et cetera, et cetera. So kind of kicking it back to Stern, I am curious, how did, how did you guys find Stern? in terms of like whether someone else who reached out to you or did you always know about NYU? Coming from Canada, I I knew nothing about the United States like school system, uh, various schools and universities. Uh, I think part of it was just me being like very naive about kind of the different rankings and all that stuff. So it was really interesting kind of diving into that world. Uh, but what about you guys? For me, I agree, Tiffany. I mean, I was coming in and I just didn't know really what the process looked like and what to make of all of it. I did know that I wanted to be in the Northeast. So that's how I got kind of focused on NYU. And I reached out um, because I was in the military. I reached out to some people that were in Stern's um, Military Veterans Club and they were super friendly really kind and generous with their time and the information that they're willing to share about their experience. And that really gave me a good feeling because I don't know what kind of experience the rest of you had, but um, I feel like with some other schools, it just wasn't quite that personal or warm touch from whether it was the current students, the administration. And I got that immediately when talking to anyone connected to NYU. Yeah, similarly, like Stern was my first choice. I think I always knew I wanted to go here, but I actually was going to go part time. And I ran into Gato Flores. She's an MBA two, I guess now MBA three, since we're MBA twos. <laughs> um, but she actually 
was at my apartment prior to me applying to business school. And my roommate at the time was telling her that I was considering Stern. And so she basically kind of interjected herself and had a conversation with me and convinced me to go full time. (laughs) So shout out to her. If it was not for her, I would not be here. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's one of my favorite things about Stern is the fact that everybody, alumni, whether they're alumni or current students, are really open about speaking about their experiences, but also just helping other people. And so when someone mentions, oh, I'm thinking about business school, oh, or I'm thinking about what I want to do next, or oh, I'm thinking about Stern, people aren't guarded or caged about offering advice or offering help. And they're like, do you want to chat about it? Like happy to. Um, And that goes for like school projects or recruiting. I think it was incredible seeing the community kind of help each other when people just needed help or wanted connections to either the VC world or the consulting world or the tech world. And I feel like not a lot of places where you would find people so open about that. Yeah, it's definitely the cliche. It's the people answer. (laughs) (laughs) Totally agree. And I think the people not only are the open, but they're also very authentic and candid. about like the tough parts and the stressful parts of school to again, like when I was applying for different schools, I felt like some students that I talked to, they just gave me very polished answers about business school life. And I felt like NYU students were very open about both the tough parts and the really fun, exciting parts, because you know, coming into any grad school program, there's going to be parts that are amazing, but there are going to be more stressful moments or more difficult moments. And I really appreciate people that are, that are willing to be open about those as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm, I wonder how they're doing it this year. Um, But definitely, uh, I think it was Connor Grennan's story at launch about how somebody came back from their interview, wrote all the answers on the whiteboard. And I I remember for myself being like, I I don't know, like, kind of rolling my eyes, like, that's a lovely story. But (laughs) is that really true? And um, I mean, it still sounds cliche. I think until you experience it, it sounds like, oh, okay, yeah, you're just, of course, you're happy about your own community. But it was it was nice to see that it was true. Yeah, definitely true. I remember that day after the first round of banking interviews and everyone comes in and does exactly what you said. They just write down all the questions and answers on the board. That's amazing. Which is, yeah, I'm once uh, listeners, if you're, Uh, prospective students or you're just starting um, I feel like that's incredibly rare during recruiting when it's not like people are even malicious it's just when you're stressed you're kind of in your own bubble so to be thinking about kind of your team and everyone else um, it's kind of amazing exactly but looking at pre-covid what was one of your favorite places in New York City to go both during Stern but also before especially Melanie since you've been here for so long so my favorite restaurant in the city is called La Contenta, and they have two locations, one in West Village, one in Lower East Side. You have to go to the Lower East Side location. It's much smaller. They have an amazing happy hour. They have um, a mushroom quesadilla that makes you think Ooh. it's actually chicken. That's how good it is. And their margaritas are amazing. So oh huge plug oh for that. Writing um, it down. <laughs> definitely amazing. recommend. That's incredible. The Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's on Delancey. Ooh, oh, I love that street. Kathleen, what about you? 
I think for me, so I'm a big sports fan, um, especially like outdoor sports. So I think my favorite place in the city is the Brooklyn Cyclones Stadium down in Coney Island. Just like a fun atmosphere. It's right next to all the roller coasters. Um, but they didn't play this year because of coronavirus, unfortunately. But really fun summer spot in the city. That's amazing. That's incredible. I I only had a chance to explore some of the stadiums last summer and fall. Um, so right before COVID hit. And I I kind of had it in my head how difficult it would be to get there. And it's actually just fine. Taking the train either to Brooklyn or Queens just to get to the stadiums made it really easy. For sure. It's nice that all are accessible by subway, except for, I guess, the Staten Island Yankees. You have to take the ferry, Fair. but <laughs> that's fun, though. Could be a fun trip. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I love the kind of West Side Highway. Um, I guess it's, yes, it's a boardwalk. I don't know if you could call it a boardwalk, but the boardwalk there. Uh, so I recently discovered City Bike. Um, I just used to subway all the time and I didn't want to bike because it would... I don't know. I usually just wasn't dressed for biking, but with kind of everything that was going on, I've recently been city biking down the West side a bunch and it's so beautiful. It like looks incredible with the water and they've done a really good job. I thought with like so many um, benches where you can sit and just kind of read a book or talk to people. Yeah, it's beautiful there. I heard that during coronavirus, it's like everyone is buying bikes and it's basically impossible to buy a bike in New York City right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hadn't heard that. That <laughs> makes sense though. So Kathleen, Melanie, what kind of pushed you to think about being a host for Stern Chats? For me, I like to listen to podcasts in general. Um and then I figured it was just something different than the business side of things that were kind of around all the time. So figured it would be kind of a creative outlook uh, outlet um, to explore. Yeah, I also like the idea of being able to select really interesting speakers for the Stern community to listen to and also people that aren't a part of Stern and just having them kind of tune in and listen to our conversations that we're having with really interesting people. Definitely. Yeah. Same here. I think when, well, actually Melanie, when you were mentioning the fact that you were thinking about part-time, I feel like that's a huge community that I haven't really had Me a chance too. to talk with. Yeah. There's so many talented people. I, I could not imagine doing my MBA and also working at the same time. So it's incredible that people are doing that. Um, but I'm really hoping that this is an avenue too of just being able to talk with more people like that. And hopefully people maybe reach out as well if they're interested and are, are interested in talking to someone else that they hear on the podcast too. For sure. How did you find um, the process of kind of going from the listener to the host? I feel like for me, it's, it's really different, I think thinking about questions, but also kind of leading the conversation when I'm so used to the person like intimately in my ear, just kind of guiding me through their thought process and guiding me through the next thing that they're going to think about. Yeah, I honestly think it's a little bit intimidating um, because I, I think 
you want it to feel authentic and natural, but then you also want to be asking interesting questions when it's in the back of your mind that people are going to be listening um, to the podcast ultimately. So it's kind of striking that balance between making it feel very comfortable and natural. And also, like you said, Tiffany, guiding that conversation in, um, in kind of an interesting direction. I think it'll be interesting to see the first episode we host versus the last and listening back back to the first episode at the end of the year, I'm sure we'll go a long way and improve a lot. So that's kind of exciting. Definitely. Same here. I don't know if I'm going to have the courage to be able to listen to my own episodes, to be honest. I hate the sound of my own voice. Same. <laughs> Who loves the sound of their own voice? I- there are some people, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, no, I, I will try to because I think definitely it'll be a useful way to improve and figure out what our ticks are, but it'll be hard. Maybe we can have a listening party um, in the park or something so that we can be support systems for each other. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> um, and so what are you most excited for for this kind of second year? I mean, I know a lot of us were thinking that hopefully it'd be like all in person and things would be better, there'd be a vaccine, but um, what what is exciting you for the MBA2 year? I think this is normally we're supposed to say travel, but <laughs> given that that's not the case, um, I'm just really looking forward to kind of continue making memories and building friendships and also getting to know the MBA ones. Um, I think Tiffany, you had said something about the community. So I'm just really excited to kind of be immersed in that again after the summer. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think for all of us last fall in particular, we were so bogged down with recruiting and just kind of getting used to life at Stern that we didn't necessarily get the time to just step back and enjoy the company of the people that we are around. So hopefully even in the virtual environment, we'll get to take more advantage of that this year. Yeah, definitely. Especially, I remember saying to so many people, like, once I'm done recruiting, it'll be fine. I'll travel. I was supposed to go to Sri Lanka for March break. Um, All of those exciting plans, like, we have so much time and we definitely still have so much time. I think, you know, the parks and there are so many opportunities to get together. Um, But I remember March and April, I was so just sad about the idea of not being able to see everyone again. because. That just, that's exactly how it felt. Yeah, it was messing at first. But I will say what really shocked me was how eager everyone was to kind of continue making connections. There were so many virtual events through the clubs, also through the blocks, and even more informal stuff. Um, So that was kind of nice that everyone still wanted to kind of create a sense of being on campus in a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely a different experience than I think any of us thought coming into Stern, but it doesn't mean that, like you said, Melanie, we're not still able to make connections and enjoy the time. And what about um, after graduation? Do you know what your plans are? New York, not New York? I don't, honestly. Um, I have a few ideas of industries I'd be interested in. I'm interested in sports, education, um, social impact, but in same thing with locations. I have locations that I, I would be more interested in, but I'm honestly open to anything. That's amazing. 
What about you? Yeah. Well, I signed my offer, so I'll be in New York City. Um, and I think I'll be in New York City for a while. Every time I love Miami and every time I go back home, I miss it. But then I come back to New York and it just feels so good to be here. So I think I'll I'll be here for a bit. That's amazing. Yeah, I recently coming back, um, even just the drive in to the city and seeing the lights of the city and then seeing the particular streets and feeling how familiar it was felt so nice. I love, I love that feeling, even though like there are, you, know, you could say that you can have more space other places. There's something about being in the city and the energy that's irreplaceable. Yeah, it's so cheesy, but it I is. totally agree with that car ride coming in <laughs> from, from LaGuardia. It just feels so great. No wonder so many movies like do that scene. <laughs> I know it's surprising because I feel like the New York Times and a few other publications have written articles lately about like the death of New York City and everyone's going to move away. And I just don't really see that happening. I know a lot of people have left during this time, but I do feel like New York has just something that you just can't replicate anywhere else. Exactly. They'll be back. More space for us in the interim. Exactly. <laughs> well, it was amazing talking to both of you. I'm really excited for this upcoming year. I'm really excited to have new listeners on board and also new MBA ones. So next, our next episode is going to be focused on an upcoming speaker. So make sure to tune in.